Good afternoon and welcome to the other page radio. Brought to you by Triad Veterans League. My name is Haywood Fennell. I'm a veteran and this program is we're here because of being in media and we thank them so much for being our sponsor. WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. Everybody, we are Boston's community radio station. We're just so happy to be here with you today and share some thoughts. First thought is veterans are an overlooked and underused community resource. And I want to say that the other day we went to the uh, Black Veterans Brunch honoring black veterans by the Commission for Veteran Service for the City of Boston. And it was a sounding success in that a lot of veterans and their families came out, their wives and, you know, other veterans. And the mayor was there, Mayor of Boston, Shell Wood, Commissioner of Veterans uh, Services for the City of Boston, Robert Santiago, and his Deputy Commissioner Brian Bishop were there. And it was just a nice affair for the veterans and friends to get an opportunity to be together. Of course, the new Secretary of Veterans Affairs, John Santiago, he didn't make that, but we did see the Suffolk County District Attorney, Kevin Hayden, he was there, and uh, he didn't say anything, you know. He didn't, the last time I saw him, he was a wallflower, I guess because he's not a veteran, but you don't have to be a veteran to support veterans. I guess he knows that because he was there. But anyway, um, I was there, and I had the petition uh, for the signatures needed to be presented to the United States Postal Service seeking approval for the commemorated stamp series honoring black veterans using the images from our calendar project. We were uh, fortunate enough to commission, try it, Veterans League commission the Artists for Humanities art program consisting of young youth that want to be artists uh, learning about the black veterans and then uh, picking a subject that they wanted to create and they became part of a exhibit that we have shown in different places and at one of the sites that we had the demonstration, which was at the Worcester Public Library, a few years ago was the then-governor, Charlie Baker, United States uh, Congressman Jim McGovern, the mayor of Worcester, the city manager of Worcester, uh, the secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts, and a lady by the name of Stacy Luster, an attorney who is with the University of Worcester. 
And Congressman McGovern was so impressed with these images that were the exhibit, he made a suggestion that he was willing to work with Triad Veterans League and the New England congressional delegation, and that also included the Commonwealth's uh, House of Representatives and the, uh, the Senate to gather signatures to build capacity around getting those images created into a United States commemorative stamp series. Well, that was hard to swallow, man. I mean, you know, like, we didn't set out for it to do anything but educate, but now we're talking about educating on a, a national level. So he sent a letter out that we still send out on occasion uh, to build capacity for the creation of a commemorative United States Postal Stamp series showing the African-American veteran from the American Revolution with the first casualty in the Revolution occurring right here in Boston, Mass., a guy by the name of Crispus Attucks. Downtown Boston was shot and died with the word freedom. It's across his lips, he said it. And he died downtown Boston. The first casualty of the American Revolution happened in Boston, Massachusetts. And then we have images of the 54th Volunteer Regiment who showed off down there in Fort Wagner, South Carolina to turn the Civil War down in that area around. Black, all black, except for the commanding officer, unit, dying and fighting. And they didn't even, you know, like the American Revolution since I mentioned that, they didn't even want a black 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 fighters to carry weapons. Say nothing about wearing a uniform. You know, they just said, hey, these guys can't fight. They're cowards. Of course, we proved that wrong many times. But getting back to the petition series, uh, you can go to Chase, I mean, change.org, commemorate a stamp series, and if you want to, if you want to, you can think about adding your name, and we're going to be working now on who to contact at the United States Postal Service so that we can present our petition. And we want to thank all the people that have been a part of the Veterans Calendar. And we went from the Veterans Calendar to the no, the Veterans Art Exhibit to the Veterans Calendar. That's how it goes. And then we are now involved in literacy with the Veterans Reading Brigade. 
And now we have gone to the commemorative stamp series because we believe that the history is not a mystery. We just got to tell it ourselves. Moving right along with veterans and honoring veterans, I want to say that the Veterans and Friends Committee for the General Edward O. Gordine Statue Project hope to have the date for the erecting of the statue of General Edward O. Gordine that will be placed in the General Edward O. O. Gordine African American Veterans Park on the corner of Washington and Malcolm X Boulevard directly across the street from the Boston Police Department Station 2. The park has been you know, reconfigured to accommodate the veteran statue. And I want you to know that this statue will transform that area because of the statue's presence. Uh, We're going to be working with the schools that are in that area, teaching that history to the students, and people are going to be coming from different parts of the city of the Commonwealth to see this statue. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. We want to try to share all the information that we can here on the other page radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. We're at WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. We want to share this information with you because we feel that it's needed. So much is going on in the world, and a lot of times we forget about our veterans and their needs, and we don't want that to happen here at the other page radio. We want to keep you informed as to what it is that is going on or not going on and needs to go on for our veterans who have served their country and need to be respected and that service reciprocated. But we find that there are a lot of things that our veterans need, but we are not beggars. We served, and so we're just asking for the sensitivity to be presented and served our veterans. Veterans are everywhere. Then, now, we need your help. We need you to stand up, command and demand for housing for our veterans. This is America. We live in Boston, and you see all of these houses going up. And I know that you didn't know, but I want you to know 
that veterans are a special group because of the things that they have gone through. And you know what they are, racism, discrimination, systemic racism, uh, just apathy among remembering the services rendered by our veterans. And we should be having housing that's going up delegated or relegated for veterans and their families. Why can't we do that? I mean, elected officials seemingly during election time will come out with uh, we support veterans, but then after the election, if they're determined to be the winner, they go on about their business as if they didn't make any promises. We can't have that. The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater, looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www.oscarmichaudrep.tripod.com. Just want to piggyback on that PSA we just did for the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program, now going on its 27th year of, of performing and doing it on a very high level. We'll be auditioning soon. You're interested in being a part of this growing company, 857-204-5312. We're grateful. I'm very grateful to the people that are involved with our company. T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. We're always looking to develop talent. We appreciate the support. As our collaborator stages, S-T-A-J-E-Z, Center for Cultural Arts, located in Randolph. They performed on February the 18th at Quincy High School, and they did a tribute to Alvin Ailey's dance troupe and their history of movement, and you would have been so proud, as we were, of stages as they did Dances that they learn from the Alvin Ailey Dance Company, Dance Troupe. We want to tell the people that our history is no mystery. We want you to be involved and supportive of what Triad Veterans League is doing. No other Veterans League that I know of is doing a literacy program or a cultural enrichment type strategy for our young people. You know, we got to do that. We got to try to give our young people some direction. Look, I mentioned the Veterans Reading Brigade. So we took the information that's in the calendars and we began to use that and build on that information base so that we are able to tell some of the stories about veterans and what they have endured. And they have endured a lot. They start fighting 
in every, every war. American Revolution, how the West was won, the Civil War, World War One, the men of bronze, the Harlem, uh, you know, fighters, the Harlem firefighters, the, the men of bronze in World War One, fighting regiment over in France, dying, saving lives. Coming back to the United States and not honored, but honored in France. World War II, in Europe, in Italy, in Africa. We're still in Africa. On guard. We're still in the places that you may not even know that we've been. Ethiopia. We were in Italy, the Buffalo Soldiers fighting in the West, the part of the United States, fighting with Teddy Roosevelt. We've just been fighting. But who's fighting for us today? Who is fighting for the veteran today? That's my question. We got to honor these people that honored us and sacrificed their lives and their limbs. Some of them came back, didn't even know their names. We act like they don't mean anything because you didn't go. A lot of people went to Canada so they didn't have to serve in the military. Big politicians claimed things that wasn't wrong with them and said it was wrong with them. A couple of them were presidents. Commander-in-chief is one of their titles. We want you to know here at the Other Page Radio that we appreciate all the veterans and their families and what you did and what you stand for. For the black veterans especially, they caught hell. They still catching hell. Harriet Truman wrote 9881 to end segregation in the United States military. They still trying to do that. Even though we got General, former General Austin as the Secretary of Defense, we still are behind when it comes to establishing parity among our veterans. I was listening to the media describing the people in the Ukraine wanting them F-16 jet planes to fight the Russians and the Russians want the Chinese people to provide assistance that include weapons and the United States is so busy trying to keep that from happening 
in terms of weapons from China to Russia. But let me just say something. A war is still going on right here in the United States of America when it comes to our veterans and how we take care of them or don't take care of them. Just give us one-tenth of those dollars that you're giving to the Ukraine people who never fought for this country's freedom, who never died for this country's freedom, and give it to the veterans of the United States. Oh, that don't sound good, huh? I'm saying it because nobody else sees the need to say it, but I do. This is Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. I'm a veteran. WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston. Boston's community radio station. And whatever it is that I say, it's what I say, not what the media folks say here at Boston Media. I'm speaking because I'm speaking from the heart and I'm a veteran, and I think that more attention needs to be paid to our situation, particularly when you're giving billions of dollars to a foreign government and not taking care of your veterans right here in America. There should be no homeless veterans in America. We got veterans that say because they don't trust the government or don't trust the VA, and we, meaning Triad Veterans League, did a survey, a scientific survey that was sponsored by the Boston Health Commission and the help of Northeastern University School of Public Health that surveyed and came up with a finding that because of the lack of cultural sensitivity, because of the lack of cultural sensitivity in employment and service delivery at the VA in Jamaica Plain, where we did the survey, veterans do not want to go to the VA for service and care. And when you go there like I do, and you sit around and you see who's getting what. You don't see the young veteran that was in Afghanistan that are people of color, meaning African-American, in numbers in that facility. Not even if you went to West Roxbury, Former Secretary of Defense Gates said that the United States military is still dealing with systemic racism. I don't know how many times, folks, that I have said that. I have written about it to our elected officials, some of them. Never got a word back. Never got a word back. But I want to tell you this. 
I'm not going to stop telling the truth. I'm going to tell it, not sell it. And I hope that you understand that veterans deserve more than they have been given. We have earned the respect of this country. Just want to say one more thing about that commemorated stamp series project that I'm working on. You know, the people that were at the Black Veterans Brunch a few days ago and how they willingly signed that petition because they know that it's something that needs to be in place. Can you imagine buying a book of stamps and putting that stamp of Christmas Addicts, the first casualty in the American Revolution, a black man, on a stamp that's going to get sent someplace far or looking at other images from the exhibit, now stamps that are going to be sent with like the Tuskegee Airmen, the Buffalo Soldiers, the Colonial Fighting Blacks, women veterans of color, all in this commemorative stamp series. Change.org, Veterans Commemorative Stamp Series. We need support. We're trying to tell a story that others don't seem to want to tell. Let's be together on this. Let's fight together for what's right. Let's tell the truth. Are you a veteran, or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans, Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. You know, when you talk about veterans and their needs, people, the first thing they go with is say, oh, you always complaining about this. I'll tell you what, you raise your hand and make a promise that you're going to die if somebody give you that command, give you a gun and tell you to go someplace and fight for a freedom that you don't even have yourself and kill some people that never called you any racial slur names, so on and so forth, and then tell me how you feel. You got to wake up. Don't, don't smell the coffee. Drink it. You know, this is real serious times here now. See it all over the place, man. Those people, some of them that are now being involved in the court system that you saw uh, jumping on the walls on January 6th and, and having no problem scaling those walls, Those are, some of them were veterans. Some of them were the same people that was in the military with me or my uncle or my brother raised their hand to fight for the country. They looked like they were trying to tear the country down. Yeah, you mean a, a general, three-star general, running around, man, you know, ready to give up on America, man. We can't give up on America. We got to fight for what's right. 
everybody is equal, not by skin, by what's within. Don't play with us. We know the deal. We serve this country. You have a lot of people that use veterans as a funding source for themselves and the services that they say that they're going to do for the veterans never gets done. The Other Page Radio, my name is Haywood Fennell. I'm a veteran. I'm just speaking truth to power. You got this new Secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. Of course, he's a veteran, a doctor, medical doctor. He's also a member of the Army Reserves. John Santiago, J-O-N, Santiago, doctor, new secretary. He was, he was a state representative down in the South End. And so he resigned from that the other day to assume the role of uh, Secretary of Veterans Affairs for the Commonwealth of Massachusetts. And I'm going to tell you something, you know, uh, I go across the state because I'm involved in a lot of things, you know, and I have talked with veterans in Worcester, Framingham, and Springfield. And then I share thoughts with veterans that live in Randolph. Some of them work in these veterans' agencies and to provide care and services and discharge updates and so on and so forth. But I'm going to tell you something. We are not the golden calf. We are not veterans to just sit around and wait for you to do something for us while you get paid for doing nothing because in the end, most of the time, we take care of ourselves. You can take that and Walk with it, talk about it, but you need to do something about it. They just totally going off the hook, man, with this veterans. We need services. We don't we're not begging. Who said that? We earned the right. Don't climb up them walls and act like what you're doing is the right thing. Many of us were serving in the same units, etc. Now you want to divide the country with that rhetoric? What are you going to tell those people that you left and were buried in the other countries now? You didn't even bring them home. Some of them, you didn't even find anything, but they dog tags when the incoming came in. You got to respect the veteran, bro. Male or female. That's why that stamp is so important. It makes people remember. You got these politicians that's running around saying they're going to do this and do that. 
and then they don't end up not doing anything. <clears throat> when that statue comes up, when that Edward O. Gordine statue is erected in that park right there on the corner of Washington and Malcolm X Boulevard, watch what happens. Watch the transformation of this community. That statue means a lot. Veterans mean quite a lot. Some of them left home all bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. Didn't even know what a gun was. A few months later, they came home from boot camp and <clears throat> all excited. Wearing a uniform. Some got married. Made a baby. Get the orders to go someplace and they go. And they go to a horror show. They come back. All dull-eyed. Confused. Unable to talk about what happened. Got this thing called PTSD. Now they got to go get evaluated. And then they're told survey related you got something that's going to be with you the rest of your life. You're going to have sweats. You're going to have flashbacks. And you make your family codependent to your behavior. Some of you. It takes a long time to put it together to go find help. And when you don't find help that's sensitive, you think that you're being mistreated. And because they don't know that you don't know, nothing gets done. We got to serve our veterans better than that. Male or female, black or white. They all went to fight. And they came back all disillusioned. And their parents or their wives or their kids didn't know what to do. There was a stranger in the house. How do we help our veterans? Let's be honest with each other. We got to stop it. It did happen to them. They just don't want to talk about it. That's a part of the PTS syndrome. PTS syndrome. PTSD syndrome. You forget a lot. You sweat a lot. 
You want to talk, but you can't. We can heal the deal if we are fair about it. We're not pointing the finger. We're just saying. Veterans deserve more. I'm going to tell you something. This is Other Pace Radio. You know, one of the things that I'm still dealing with, man, is the fathership role that I wasn't able to play because I was, you know, dealing with my behavior and it wasn't coming out right. You know, my wife, she was a great lady. She's no longer with me. She passed a few years ago. She raised those kids. I didn't know anything about raising children. I still don't. But I'm so grateful that she was the woman that she was, and I'm sure that there are a lot of other wives who married to veterans that uh, find themselves by themselves. You know, like when they had a baby and they feel all distraught, you know, what they like it was the wrong thing to do to have a child because I wasn't there with my wife with that baby. I was the first one was a twin born over there in Boston Army Hospital in New Jersey. You know, I was celebrating, but I didn't celebrate with her. I was outside. I didn't know that women go through some of the things that they go through when they have children. I learned about it. It's too late for me to apologize to my wife or my children. You know, but there's some things that we need to be able to talk about and why we do what we do or why we did what we did so that we don't be without understanding who we are. I was a stranger in my own body, as I'm sure a lot of the veterans that I met when I was incarcerated were. You know, uh, we can do a lot. And then you bring in the drugs, we can do and do more, but it's all counterproductive because we're not healing and dealing. We're defeated individuals, and we don't want to accept that. And so now I'm saying to our veterans, if you need to get some support, and can you identify it, go at it. Don't walk away from it. I don't know how many times I've walked away from help. Sometimes you start in a detox. But you got to be thinking change. You can't be thinking anything else because... It won't work. It's all counterproductive if you're not going to go through it to get to it. It's Other Page Radio. My name is Sable Fennell. This is WBCLP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. And I'm so glad to know that um, there's hope. So look, you know, I think I might have mentioned to you earlier, and if I didn't, I'm doing it now. You know, um, a few days ago, the the food stamps situation SNAP program uh, went through some changes that reduced the amount of money that families will get for food, 
Yeah, they, yeah, they, they, they changing everything. And they took away, you know, they arguing about money, money. Now they were talking about the college loans, student loans, they, you know, going to the Supreme Court. Say that these people can't be given a break for their student loans. They got to pay them loans. Of course, I took out a student loan. I paid mine, but I'm not going to say to a person that has a toothache, don't holler if they need to. And those people need to let people know that, hey, it's hard for pay back that money right now. Inflation, blah, 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 this and that, right? But look, what I was talking about, you know, you, have, you see these people in these lines uh, for the last three years. Now, those people, most of them, I don't know, all of them, I recognize some of them in the community, and they were getting this extra $100 or whatever the amount for food purchase, and they were going to the food pantries and getting food from the food pantry and getting extra money to get food, and now they're not getting that money again, and the food lines is going to be hit heavy as they reach for the cans. Sometimes they might throw a few vegetables and a few meats in there for you to grab. The food line. The concept of the food line has to be challenged by doing the land and not the can. I'm talking about working with your city councilor, your state representative, or your state senator, or elected official, period, to begin to have urban agriculture in the community where we can teach how to grow our own food. And can it? There is enough vacant land that people are speculating on building houses. There are enough roofs in the city of Boston to have gardens on roofs with an enclosed top for safety to grow food so we don't have to be standing in the lines for those cans. Veterans can do that. People can do that. People in some sections of Boston are doing that, growing their own food. You was getting food stamps and you wasn't spending the money for the food stamps because that extra food stamp was replaced by the cans that you was getting from the food stores, them churches that was giving away food in cans and some meats. The churches 
are responsible for their flock and they should have activity around having food farms all over this city. Are you saying that we can't feed ourselves? That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying to the elected officials, I'm saying to the head of these churches, including the cardinal, that this land figuration has to be reshaped to the point that we can have sites where we grow food. And make sure they don't change to sites for condominiums. Let's treat ourselves better. Sometimes you have to take away for people to understand that we got to look out for ourselves. Can your own food. My grandma used to have a pantry. They had all these mason jars, all different kinds of foods and stuff. Then you know how to pickle food. You take watermelon rhymes and you pickle them, and the rhymes turn to like a sweet. You know the rhymes that you throw in the garbage can? Yeah. After you eat the watermelon, they would take the rhymes and can them. We don't know nothing about canning anything. We'd rather wait for the government to give us some food stamps when we got all the land that's being waking, that's being ready for condominiums that we can't afford to pay for. And we can't eat because we haven't learned how to become farmers in our own community. Those people up there in Worcester have a program called Together We Eat. Those kids are learning and are using the ground to grow food for them for their families. We got a farm up there on Norfolk Street that we need to get more exposure for. And you know what? And I'm going to tell you something. From the land and not the can is a therapeutic drug rehab program that uses farming because when you take your hands and dig it into the earth and turn the earth around and smell that earth. Boy, oh boy. Man, oh man. It fills you up. And it builds you up. Rehabilitating your thinking, growing and not sinking. what we got to do, folks. 
We got to build ourselves up because drugs will only take us down. We got to do things better. In order to do things better, we got to learn how to do things different. We can't keep medicating ourselves and going into the courts and letting them tell us what they think we should do. We got to tell the courts what we think we should do. Build a program. Stick with it. Believe that you can achieve. Like I said, I do. I know that if you sit to the table and after you cook those vegetables that you grew and you look across the table at somebody that you may have invited to your home for a meal and they began to eat after you say the grace, of course, and they began to eat and you eat and then all of a sudden that person says, man, this is good. And you shake your head and say, yes, fresh too. They say, where'd you get this at? You say, out my garden. They say, you got a garden? I say, yeah, I've been growing food now for the past couple of years. They got a pantry in there. Give your job something to take home with you before you go. And the conversation starts now. Because the visitor is interested in starting a garden himself. Stuff that you pay for in the supermarket, you can grow at home. You can grow up on the roof. You can go around the corner to where your garden plot is at. Don't be lazy, people. Start doing what you know you know you can do. Take care of your stomach by not eating from the can, but eating from the land. I'm telling you, you'll really enjoy fresh food that came after you put that seed in the ground and you nurtured that seed and you washed it. And you watched it. Then it came out the ground. You put some water on it. Not too much. You did that for a few days. And you began to learn the technique of how you water a plant. That's information. We're learning now. Think about it. There's plenty of space in the city for you to have your own God. And sometimes, you know, when you do it like a family does it, and you're excited because the things that you put in the ground are beginning to come out, and a few months later those things are ready for you to pull off. Oh, boy. Other page radio. My name is Hayward Fennell. We're winding down now, but uh, 
I had a real good time talking to you. Certainly hope you got something out of our program today. And I want to remind you that we're going to be looking for talent. 857-204-5312. Want to do something. Our theater company is one of the best in Boston. And I say that in a humble way. I want to thank the veterans that are part of our uh, organization, the volunteers that help us, Will Spencer, Stanley Thompson, Leon Bill, Hayward Fennell, Eleanor Brown, you know, trying to get Simply Whitney with us. She's a veteran, too. You know, but then all that aren't veterans, we love you. I just want to point out the veterans that are among our principals that want to make sure that the program continues to grow, that the stamp changed that off, for the Veterans Commemorative Stamp Series. It's on the change.org. T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. The Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company is alive and well, and we're looking forward to putting it together for the folks in, in Worcester, Sometime in May, we'll be bringing in a project, doing it again, called Spagospora. Talking about spirituals, gospel, and opera. Spoken word with our invited guests being stages, S-T-A-J-E-Z. Be our guests doing their presentation of movement and dance. And boy, can they move. Oh, my goodness. They are right on with their production, and we are right with them, and we are so grateful. Tribe Veterans League has established itself in the community as one that is concerned with our cultural maturation. Thank you, everybody, for your time and your listening to this program. You've been very instrumental in our development and our growth, and we thank you so much. We ask that you continue to remember our veterans because they are the ones that made the difference for you. We thank you again, and we look forward to seeing you soon in the community. And if you recognize me, just say hello. We're going to bring that statue project to this community soon. And you're going to be real proud of the work that the veterans and friends of General Edward O. Gordon did to make it all happen. We work together better than working apart. Thank you again for your 
spirituality, your prayers, and all of the things that gives us hope. Continue to pray. Continue to stay. God bless you. We are gone. Take care. Love you now. Thank you.